All right. We're live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Orion Rising News. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. All right, guys. I'm on a weird day, right? At a weird time. I'm coming to you about like 46 minutes into the hour, right? Or after the hour. I want to talk about some Orion Rising news. Sorry, my other monitor came on with the sound. I apologize for that. Turn that sound off. I was checking, see if we were live. We are live. Made sure of that. Share this out, share this out. Welcome, right? Julie. You're not, not late. No, I'm yeah, you're not late. I literally just got online right now. Bam. <clears throat> so let me let me uh stop sharing my screen here. Right, so you guys can see me. There we are. Ryan Rising News today. Right? We're going to talk about news. We've got a bunch of stuff going on in the news. I want to start by, because people always accuse me, Democrats always accuse me of being a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. Republicans always accuse me of being a Democrat. I'm not. I am a moderate. I am registered zero party affiliation because I use my brain. I don't get brainwashed by the Republicans and I don't get brainwashed by the Democrats. Okay? So because of that, I don't agree with either parties because there's always those forever party members, just like uh, in both parties. Now there's a split between in the democratic party and two factions and in the Republican party, actually in three factions in both, because you have your forever Republicans and forever Democrats. They try to stay on the middle of the fence and stay moderate because they're about uh, forever. They're about the establishment, the, the swamp, right? The cabal. And so you have those on both sides. <clears throat> Let me look at the last, the past presidents. Okay. Every president that we've had in our lifetimes was the cabal. Kennedy was in the cabal because he was part of the royal families, but he wanted to out some of the stuff that was there. They went against the cabal, so they killed him. And then his brother after that, and then they went after Ted Kennedy and got him to shut up. So Ted Kennedy was a quiet little moderate for the rest of his days in office. So they didn't put him in jail for killing that woman when he crashed drunk off that bridge. Right? Okay, so that was Ted Kennedy I was talking about there. So everyone since then, Reagan, the Bushes, the Obamas, the Clintons, they were all cabal. And those were all split on Democrat and Republican sides, but they were all the cabal. So you have to understand that I see that, and that's what I'm trying to portray. Even though I I go after one side at a time, like currently I, I, I'm not going after Donald Trump because he was actually for the people of the United States. Is he part of that family and in the cabal? Absolutely he is. But he's not a greedy evil like they are. Oh, yes, he is. He's a businessman. You can't be a businessman. No, no, no you just have to be ruthless. Okay? You know, it doesn't mean you have to be greedy and evil. I was in retail for 15 years as a retail manager and then a regional manager for, at one point for a for a, a, a company uh, that was a liquidation company for a, a minute. <laughs> they wanted me to travel. They're out of Canada. They wanted me to travel around the North American continent uh, doing that. I probably should have. I would have, made, I would have been rich right now. They paid a lot of good money because your life's on the line. Right? I probably should have done that, but I didn't. But you have to be, you know, to be a salesman, you have to, you have to sell, you have to lie to people. I refuse to do that. And I still made money, in fact, because of my style of telling the truth to people and teaching my employees to tell the truth. We got more customers because they realized that we were honest and they told their friends and family that we wouldn't try to rip them off. Okay. 
And that's the way I taught my employees. So those people who uh, go by that school of thought of evil or dictatorship, they found me as weak, but I outlasted them in the corporation. But the problem is once they see that you get that infighting, which is the politics of the day, which goes on now, and it's in every company. It doesn't matter where you are because of good people and evil people. It doesn't matter where you are. Good evening, by the way, Julia. I am monitoring the chat. So if you guys are here, share this out and, uh, and, and you know, say something in the chat so I know that you're here, right? Maybe I should put the banner up that says, please ask questions in the chat, <laughs> right? <laughs> please ask questions in the chat. So, but share it out because I'm not, I'm not usually on on a Saturday, right? I'll share it out too because I'm not usually on it on a Saturday. Uh, so I am here on a Saturday uh, today because of the stuff that's going on. Um, you know, let's start with, for the second time, they couldn't impeach Donald Trump, okay? Uh, anybody who has half a brain knows that what they were trying to do was a lie, and it was unconstitutional, and it was only done for political purposes. They even said that themselves, that they needed to impeach this president or he would become president again, okay? And so that's what they did. And I'm not going to say other things because I have to watch the algorithms here because I'll get banned if I if I say other things. Right, right now, they're banning for specific things that if you say them, then then they go after you and uh, ban you. So I'm, the, what I just now said you, you know, could probably get me into trouble, probably will get me into trouble. Right. So I don't know if my – oh, darn it. Okay, hold on. I was trying to share, and I didn't share it. Because I didn't go that far. I'm, I'm still trying to talk at the same time while I'm uh, trying to share it. I apologize for that. So um, so my point here is that, okay, this time I'll actually share it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sharing, honest, if it's going to allow me to. I don't know what the deal is. All right, I'm going to have to discard that. For some reason, I'm trying to do two things at once, and it's giving me a... Um, I keep getting being retarded over here, so I better just stop doing that, right? I'm trying to do that and talk at the same time, and because of that, I'm not looking at what I'm pushing on the buttons. So share this out, and uh, so so if you had to have a brain, if you're paying attention and you're not being brainwashed by one, you know, you every channel that's out there is slanted. I tell you this all the time. Anyone who is on the air has an opinion, unless they say to you, "Look, I'm, I don't have an opinion, and I'm just going to be honest, brutally honest." That doesn't happen very much. In this environment, since Barack Obama made it legal to use propaganda against the American uh, population, there has been nothing honest on television in eight years, 12 years now. Okay, nothing honest because it's been propaganda machine running 24 hours a day, seven, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And until that's changed and made illegal again to use propaganda against Americans, you're going to have exactly what's going on. All right. You're going to have Nazi propaganda. You're going to have Russian propaganda, Chinese uh, communist propaganda machines. That's what is going on. Okay. And if you don't think that's happening, then, then, you're, then you are brainwashed and you're lying to yourself. Okay, because that is what's happening. If you look up the definition of, uh, you know, of, of, you know, propaganda and, and see what it is and then get an example, a video example of what propaganda is and then pay attention and turn the news on any channel anywhere in the United States. Right. And you're going to see the truth of what is propaganda. Okay. 
and you're going to see that that's everything that they're saying to you. That's why I have that up on my wall, my personal, uh, Leonard O'Neill, my personal Facebook page. On the wall, I have a newscaster that says at 6 o'clock up next, what we want you to think. Because that is what they are doing to each and every one of us. Now, they tried to, they tried to get you to believe that Donald Trump by, and then the defense, if you saw any of this, and I really hope a lot of people watched this, it was, it was monotonous that the Democrats took their full, full 16 hours uh, to grandstand with, with the only evidence that they had was uh, started out with sources said, or reports say, wait a minute, reports. That means I'm quoting a propaganda machine who hates Donald Trump as fact. So I'm propagandizing by telling you reports say, so reporters who are propagandizing who hate Donald Trump said this. But that doesn't make it so. It means someone said. It means someone said. Right? There was a movie, um, uh, A Fish Called Wanda. And in one of the scenes of the movie, Wanda had found out by overhearing a conversation that the diamonds that they had stole were moved, but nobody knew she knew that. So Otto, who was a CIA hitman who was dumb as a stump, he comes in and she picks up the phone and she's standing there holding the phone and she says, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Otto. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was one of the other guys who also, it was a Monty Python guy who's also not really too smart and was enamored with, with Wanda. So Ken was his name, Ken. So she picks up the phone and she has on the phone. She goes, oh, what? And there's no one on the phone. She just grabbed it. What? Oh, no. Okay. She hangs up the phone and goes, Ken, someone called. We have to go and get the diamonds. Someone's there and they're going, the police are on their way. And then he had to confess to her that he had moved the diamonds. Right? And, and then uh, she found out where the key was and stole the key. And then she had to figure out where the diamonds were. So he just, someone called. Reports said Donald Trump is evil, right? Then they showed you video and edited the video, which they always do. And they do that if you don't watch, uh, you know, Donald Trump speak at all, you're not going to know what he said for real because they edited that. So the defense actually showed you where they edited that stuff, which I thought was beautiful for them to do because you've never seen anyone do that. I'm like, why are they not going after these people and actually showing where they you know catching them and going look here's the video they put out next to here's the real video that happened live and this is what they didn't tell you why are they not doing that so they did that which was cool okay so like i said again there was no impeachment he was acquitted twice not once but twice and if he does run again um you know they're going to try and impeach him again right <laughs> so they're going to if if he does run uh, say in 2024 and uh, and say he wins for whatever you know they're going to impeach him again right or they're going to or they're going to do something with the with the election um you know uh, results which you know uh, I can't say anything more than that because if I do I'll get uh, deleted um right so but here's here's something that's even more beautiful that I want to talk about this is also happening there was a bunch of people who hate Donald Trump and they got together. Some of them worked in the Democratic Party and worked for uh, candidates who were running for president in the past eight to 10 years. And they got together and they decided to put together a, a, a project, a nonprofit organization to collect money to go after Donald Trump and his family and make them look stupid and get them fired and ruin them. It was called the Lincoln Project, or it is called the Lincoln Project. These people who were so righteous, white lighters, 
knights in shining armor. We are going to prove that that this person is evil, that Donald Trump is evil, right? He, yeah, he doesn't need to run. And Mandy says, I put it up on the screen for a bit. Hi, Mandy. I should have called you. I didn't know if you were what you were doing on Saturday. I should have called you and said, hey, do you want to go on the air and, and talk about all this stuff that's going on out there? But I didn't know I was going to do this, and I'm trying to watch NASCAR, the Daytona 500, but it's rained out, rain delayed. And I checked the radar, and they're not going to have clear skies for about another two hours. So I said, okay, i got a couple hours to burn. I guess I'll go live and do an hour and then check on see whether the Daytona 500 is going to be run or not. So Mandy says he doesn't need to run. By then, it'll be uh, his third term, right? So I, it, seriously, right? Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the problem is that with these guys in Lincoln Project, um, they're holier than thou, and they're like, we, we are going to show you how crooked this man is. We of the Lincoln Project are going to show you the truth of what's going on because we have to expose this evil man who is so crooked. Okay, so in the last two weeks, one of the people who was a founder had 21 men come forward and say that he was soliciting them for sex and holding jobs over their head that if you have sex with me, I'll get you this job. If you don't have sex with me, you don't get that job. Things like that. Many of them signed non-disclosure agreements and got paid off. So they couldn't talk. So that has come out because of the Me Too movement. And now the company, what's left of the company, has said we will let them out of their non-disclosure agreements to testify against our once boss. So then you have the, all the money that they collected, nonprofit organization collecting money that's supposed to be going to people who are going to destroy Donald Trump and his family. More than half of the money they collected, $90 million they collected, more than half of that went to split up almost equally between two more co-founders and their companies, their personal companies, 24 8.8 million to one and 21.3 million to the other guy because they got caught in an investigation because when the people came forward and uh, was saying that they were, you you know, coming after me for sexual advances uh, and uh, one of the women who was one of the creators, she was appalled by this and they started an investigation. And now they find out like at this point, she's the only one that's not crooked. And there's like eight different founders and all of them, are under investigation, and some of them for embezzlement. These are the white lighters, white hatters, who were perfect, who were going to prove Donald Trump was crooked and his whole family and out them to the whole world had been working for five years on Donald Trump, trying to prove to the world that they were crooked the entire time they were crooked as a fucking Z. As the letter Z, for those of you outside the United States. I think it's funny that they got caught. In fact, I'm glad that they got caught because I'm noticing a trend, and this is one of the reasons why I came on here. Now, remember, I started this, if you just got here, I started this by telling you I am not a Republican. I am a little bit more conservative. Well, I'm way more conservative than the current regime in the White House. They would consider me an ultra-right Republican, and I'm not. I'm a moderate. Right down like most Americans, I'm a moderate. Right down the middle of the line because I believe in live and let live. I believe people shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be telling women what they can do with their body. You can't have an abortion. But I also don't believe that women should be using that as a prophylactic, as a contraception. 
Okay, but I also don't believe that we should be telling people who uh, have a different uh, sexual preference besides the the one that some dusty old tome written by some some uh, Bedouins in the middle of the desert says that only men and women is what God likes. How do they know what's on God's mind? God didn't write that book. They did. Okay, they have no proof that God wrote that book. I know I'm a clergyman. Okay, I have a I have a minister title in two different Christian religions: the Catholic religion. I can't be a priest because you have to go to their seminary and a Christian, uh, the, the uh, uh, Phoenix Church in Phoenix, the, the Universal Life Church in Phoenix. Also, don't mention the Jedi Knight uh, uh, School in, in New Zealand, which is also a, a title. And I have the Merlin title. So if you want to go back further to, to the Druids, I'm a Merlin, which is a, a priestly title. Okay, so I am a I'm a clergyman, but I'm annoyed with this this stuff when they say that only, only you know you can't have tattoos and you can't cut your hair. So most of the population of the planet, and especially the North American continent, must be going to hell because everybody cuts their hair, and uh, there's a lot of people with tattoos these days. I have 15, 14, pardon, pardon, 14. So that's just insane, right? And, and if you eat pork, you're going to go to 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 you know to hell. No, they never said that. They just said, don't eat pork, because back when that was written 5,000 years ago, we didn't have refrigeration. So eating pork was bad. <laughs> pork doesn't keep. You can't take pork and pack it in salt, right? You can't. Bacon somehow makes it, but it's really salty. It doesn't last long, so you have to have refrigeration. That was written. Well, yeah, shocker. We're talking about this stuff. <laughs> Mandy says, yeah, shocker. Okay, so what I think is hilarious is these people, getting back to that, who are holier than thou, right? Look at Cuomo. Let's go down the Cuomo road. Cuomo, sanctimonious, writes a book about himself, patting himself on the back about how golden he is, knowing the entire time that he's lying to the world about how many people he forced, like a concentration camp, death camps, back into old folks' homes, and then pulled them out of there so he could split the numbers up. And I remember thinking there's something shady when they were saying, look, if, it, if they die in the old folks' home, then it's an old folks' home death. But if they die in the hospital, it's a hospital death. And then someone said, yeah, but you just moved them from the old folks' home to the hospital. Well, that doesn't matter. We moved them there because they needed treatment. They died there. So it wasn't like they died in the, in the, in the home. But the reason they got COVID and died was because you put them in this place. Never mind that now. Never mind that now. You're stupid for even saying that. How dare you? How dare you? I think that they should put together a class action lawsuit. Okay, and I think Janice Dean should, should be the head spokesperson, and they should get a class action lawsuit together, and they should contact every single people up to the 10,000 people that died because of that, and that might not even be the full number now. might be more. They're investigating that. And I think they sue the state of New York. And uh, and Cuomo personally, and his brother, because I think his brother's partly liable, and CNN, for propagating the lie and ignoring that and not doing anything. In fact, I think all media companies, including Fox, should be sued over the fact that nobody's pursued this until he got caught. Then everybody pursued it, like it was. And some people are still trying to to back this man. His decisions got more than 10,000 people killed. Do you understand that? Because he didn't want to give Trump a victory by putting the people on the, on the freaking boat, 
the big ship that, that Trump brought or putting them in the park that Trump put together. He didn't want to have that show that he helped people, so he put them back in that home. And then they were dying by the thousands, and they lied about the number to cover it up because they knew that if they didn't, Trump would use that to his advantage. And why wouldn't he? I would. Not even in a political way, just because what you're doing is freaking wrong, Jack. And you're murdering people. And he's getting caught. And I think it's cool that all these people who say, do as I say, not as I do, and treat people like you, well, I really am your slave lord, they're all getting caught for things. Isn't that funny how all these people who claim that they're so self-righteous are the ones that are getting in trouble for, for pedophilia and for cheating the system and buying people up, but the ones they're accusing of doing that, nothing is happening because maybe they're not doing that. See, I know I sound like a conservative right now, but I'm not. I'm concerned with the American population. Because when you when you look at, let's go down the economic road now, okay? Let's take a look at what's happening here. When we don't, we, we had the borders closed so that they were shoring them up so that people had to come through legally. I'm not saying we don't want migrant workers. We do. We just don't want people running across the border with 30 pounds of, of marijuana on their back pushing the guy in front of him who's carrying a 60 pounds of fentanyl. Okay? We don't want that to happen. But here's the problem. You and I don't want that to happen. But the federal government of the United States of America does because they get money from that. I wrote a paper on it when I was in college and did the investigation myself. Okay? And you can look this up. Okay? Michael Levine, who was a DEA agent, wrote a book back in the 80s. Okay? It was about him being an undercover. In fact, I think it was called Deep Cover. Don't quote me. I'm going by memory now, and I'm 53, and I was 18 at the time. I believe it's called Deep Cover. And he had a best friend who worked also for the DEA, and his name was Kiki Caminera. I remember that name because of what happened to that guy. They were undercover in Manuel Noriega's outfit. Okay, so that's the Metillin cartel. They made movies about this that were comedies going forward, okay? Okay, well, let's see what Manny says here. It's the whole thing. Hold on, let me put it up on the screen so it's bigger so I can read it. It's the whole thing with those who make the make the nefarious accusations or 99.9% .9 of them uh, of the time are doing those nefarious acts themselves. Discrimination, yes, finger-pointing, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I was going to bring that up, but then I, I jumped from something that you had said. I jumped back to let's go down the economic and drug trade uh, portion of their hypocrisy. Uh, so I, I didn't say that. Thank, for, thank you for pointing that out, Mandy, because I, I was going to say it didn't, and, and then you you helped me digress. And there's my sister, Deborah, is saying hello. In the, that's my real sister in real life. Hi, Deborah. Welcome. I'm talking about all the crap that's going on lately in the news, and now I'm back in time to show the hypocrisy of the drug trade. Now, we made Air America and a couple other movies. Some of them were comedies, but those were true stories, okay? So back when Kiki Caminera and Michael Levine were undercover agents for the DEA in the Metillin cartel trying to get Manuel Noriega to come to America to arrest because now, mind you, we put the United States government, I can't say we because I'm not part of the United States government, the CIA of the United States government put Manuel Noriega in place there in Central America, okay? And they were using CIA planes to fly the drugs into America. They're not even trying to hide and smuggle coming across the border. 
that's just the pot trade. They're literally flying in heroin, fentanyl. Back then it wasn't fentanyl because they didn't have it yet. Back then it was cocaine, uh, uh, crack, uh, uh, speed, and and um, that's pretty much it. Uh, did I say heroin? Yeah, heroin. So they were flying it in on CIA planes. He talks about, in, in his book, he talks about meeting a guy who said he was CIA, but he didn't believe him. And so he was talking to this guy, and this guy's saying, we're using CIA planes. Come with me. And, and he literally showed them. He's like, nobody can do anything about it. We're the U.S. freaking government, man. Okay, so there's some movies where they show the arrogance of the CIA like two guns. And in two guns, the guy's going to the cartels. He's like, I'm the American fucking government. You do what I tell you to do or I'll take you out. Okay, and that's the way they are with all the people. I watched a documentary back then when I was doing my investigation with the American government working and talking to all of the countries from Mexico down in South America, Central America, all the way into South America. And they treat them as if they're their overlords and these people are their slaves. They literally treat them that way. Heads of state, kings, queens, presidents, everybody, they treat them as if you only exist to serve us. And if you don't like it, we'll take your country over and put someone in charge who does. So when you hear these people over the Middle East saying that America is the great evil, it's because they're being treated the same way by the American government. Do you see? The American government really is the evil that they say that they are. The American people are unaware of that on the majority. But those people over there try to hold all Americans uh, for, for, you know, up to the, look, nobody, you guys have to know how corrupt your government is. You just have to. We know how corrupt our government is. Why do you not? Some, and, but a lot of the times we kind of look like that and we say, well, you know, it's an election and there's always uh, tampering and there's always stuff coming in the back door and we just can't do anything about it. What do you mean we can't do anything about it? If we say, hell no, this is not happening, then it stops. We have to do that, though. We. The people have to stand up and do that. This is all true. You can look this up. Okay. So I wrote, so I wrote a paper about it when I was in college. In fact, it got stolen. I wrote a paper about it and I called it who watches the watchers in my government class back in the eighties. And then it became a history channel documentary. And and when, and they didn't even change the title and nor everything I wrote, the words of the narration in that documentary or the words that I wrote, I did have the actual, uh, school paper that I got a B minus on or an A minus, B minus, B plus, B. I think I got a flat B. Uh, my teacher gra- graded with a bell curve, so it pissed me off because I knew I should have had a better grade. But I didn't give him the, you know, the, the you know, how you always have the, you know, the, the appendix and it shows where you got your knowledge. I didn't add that, so I had to add that afterwards, and so he wouldn't give me an A for it, in which I get it. He was trying to teach me. It was a teaching moment, and I got that. So I had that, but I lost it on my yacht. When I, gave, when I gave my yacht over, I didn't grab some of my stuff, and I found out there was some documents that I needed, and that was one of them. So no, I don't have any proof, so it's just me saying these words, right? So I don't care if you believe it or not. It doesn't matter to me because I didn't get any money, and I'm not trying to. fact is, I'm the one who wrote that. I did the investigation. Kiki Caminera was suspected as being a spy, and the reason for that was because the CIA and the Justice Department were not talking to the DEA in any way. They were all competing for funds by the federal government and by the shadow government. So no ever, no one knew what the other hand was doing. The CIA didn't know what the FBI was doing. The FBI didn't know what the DEA was doing. The DEA didn't know what the Justice Department was doing. Nobody knew what uh, national security was doing. No joke. They were all doing everything on their own with complete autonomy. Okay? 
So, unfortunately, Kiki Caminera was found out and murdered and dumped into the streets. And it was Mike Levine's best friend. So Mike Levine at that point got mad and decided we need to go and get Manuel, Manuel Noriega and get him arrested. So they got him to fly into Florida, and they went to arrest him. And there was a sting operation by customs who didn't know that the DEA was, was trying to arrest him. And the customs agents were shooting at the DEA agents, thinking that they were people trying to bust out Manuel Noriega. So you have this internal firefight that went on. And finally, somebody got everybody to stop shooting. And then they were arguing over who got custody. Meanwhile, people busted him out. The CIA came in and, and at gunpoint and took him and flew him back out of the country. So then he then still got mad and turned on the government, which we ended up on the face of things going after him and launched a military excursion to go into and capture him down there. And my friend, I have a personal friend who I grew up with, who was the guy who ransacked his house and was taking pictures of his bedroom and his, in his bathroom. Uh, but unfortunately I also had three friends who were uh, on the tarmac that got killed that were uh, SEAL teams and special forces who were pinned down uh, trying to keep him from flying out of the country who died on laying on the tarmac uh, down in Central America. And another friend who never really made it back from there because his uh, him giving orders to his men got three or four people under his command killed, and that never suited well with him. And he, and he did, volunteered for every kind of action anywhere in the world that he could find because he wanted to die, and he could never let anybody kill him. And he even went to uh, Iraq and, and Afghanistan and came back and ended up on drugs and, and a mess, and I don't know what he's doing today. He was homeless last I heard. He never came back from, from that making giving people orders and having them die all of that because of this fake drug war okay so we have even now here's my point coming forward so we have the uh, donald trump trying to stop people from coming across the border illegally trying to pretend that he's shoring up the drug trade going after ms-13 trying to draw and that's a lie he wasn't really doing that because he couldn't it's the same thing with Ronald Reagan uh, put together a czar to fight drugs. Meanwhile, the CIA was flying the drugs up here. Right? That's no joke. They've made several movies about it. It's true. You, they'll say based on a true story. Okay, so they really did this. Just like uh, they were bringing heroin back from the Vietnam War in the coffins of the dead bodies of American soldiers. They made a movie about that. Denzel Washington was in it. Played the played the guy out of Compton, who I think it was Compton. Is he a Compton or Oakland? Who was the uh, crime boss behind the whole thing? So our military and our government is as corrupt as the politicians. In fact, more so corrupted because they are forever America. Military personnel are there until they retire. Same thing with the people in the non-elected portion of the government, which is the law enforcement side, all of the secret agencies. They're there until somebody doesn't like them and fires them or until they retire. So those people don't care who's the president. They don't care who Nancy Pelosi is. They don't care about their crap because those people come and go and I'm here forever. And that's their attitude. I know that because I wrote a paper about it in college, published it. Okay, so that's the that's the swamp that's that is the establishment. Okay. You have Omni Barra out here in the state of California who was a representative or, or in the House of Representatives. I'm not sure which, but my brother knew him, knows him. And he went and served a term, and he came back and said, I'm not doing it again, not running. My brother said, asked him why. And he said, because you, you, you will never be able to change what's going on in, in uh, Washington. No one. 
no matter how hard you try, unless you gain back control like Donald Trump was trying to do with the swamp. So they just beat you down and erase you and and you know and go after you. So we need we need to understand that. You need to understand that. People out here in the world need to understand that. Right? That's why I'm saying share this out. I'll post it everywhere. They'll probably delete it. Now, economically, let's look at economics. If you guys have never taken a civics course in your life or even know what that is, look it up because you need to understand, you need to understand social economics, you need to understand uh, geopolitical economics, you need to understand uh, world social economics, you need to understand just economics, period. But you need to you need to take these courses or at least read the synopsis of what they're about to get a grasp and understanding of what happens uh, in the world. Now, let's be realistic. Why would the Democratic Party want to have open borders, right? Let's get away from the politics of, because they're trying to be fascist, dictator, uh, communist, which they are, this portion of them. But they've been still doing this anyways, okay? So is this been a slow burn? Possibly. But what was what would be the purpose? The purpose is you need a slave labor force, okay? And let, let, me, let me tell you why. Everything's about money. Money is power. Power is not power unless you have control of something. So if you can, you know, American kids, they don't want to get out in the fields and, and pick shit with the chickens. They don't want to get out there and pick cotton and ruin their fingers. They don't want to get out there and plant plants. That's hard labor, right? They want a job where they can stand around at a Burger King, Jack in the Box, some fast food restaurant, picking their ass, talking to their friends, and working as slow as possible because they're lazy. I was there. I was there, Okay. And I was just as lazy. I was standing around 18 years old. I was flipping burgers at a McDonald's. I was on a quarter grill. I didn't stay there very long, not because I didn't like the job. I didn't like it wasn't because I didn't like the money. It was because I smelt like hamburgers all day. I get on the bus to come home and everybody's looking at me. Right? It was like that guy in, in that in that movie where they called him bacon. And he was a chef in the Navy. And it was like, oh, well, that explains the bacon, because he would be cooking bacon for breakfast. I literally smelt like a Big Mac or a quarter pounder. Quarter pounder with cheese is what I really smelled like. I knew that I could smell it on myself. It was on my skin because I was cooking and all the grease and the oil gets all over you and everything gets on you. It was back in the days before we had to wear the gloves up to our ankles. Okay. So economically, people, not just white people, but Americans are self-entitled. And let me tell you why. Think about this. And, and then I want to let me first say that this whole thing about them giving us more money, let me go down there at that road and then I'll digress back to this. And because I'm, this is why, why that is. Okay. The way economics works is this the way it works right now is that you, I don't know how much the, the, the average wage right now is like $7.50 an hour across the nation. Everybody wants $15 an hour. Let me explain what happens as soon as you get $15 an hour. You get a five-cent raise. You get a 25-cent raise. You get a dollar raise. As soon as you do that, everybody else, every retailer, every restaurant raises the prices of all their stuff to augment, to offset your raise. Do you understand that? I make $15 an hour now, and yesterday I only made $14 an hour. Let's just start with that. Okay, so right now, what is it at a fast food restaurant? $6.99, $7.99 for a, for a meal deal, medium size? Something like that. I don't know. I mean, I go, I go there, but I, I don't really pay attention. I, you know, I'm self-entitled uh, American. I go there and I just hand them a credit card and pay for it and, 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 and go. 
But your average plate at a restaurant, a normal restaurant, is about $12 a plate now and up to 15 When you go to the bigger restaurants, of course, they're more expensive. So more, you know, more highfalutin the restaurant is up to $500 a plate, $1,000 a plate. Right? If you go to the laundromat, the, the French laundry, <clears throat> the French laundry, where it's $5,000 a plate without the wine or the sh- champagne put into the bill yet, like Gavin Newsom did after he locked all down restaurants and he wasn't supposed to go to a restaurant without a mask and got caught. Anyway, so when I entered the workforce, I was making $2.25 an hour. That sounds hideous to you, but gasoline was $0.25 a gallon. A pack of cigarettes was $0.33 for a pack of cigarettes. Milk was, I think, $0.45 a gallon. A newspaper was a dime. That was for the weekend edition. A nickel for, and you guys don't even know what a newspaper is, right? A phone call was 10 cents, 5 cents local, 15 cents long distance. We, we had these things that were called um, uh, phones that were in a phone booth. They were pay phones where you went in and put money in it, and you got to call people, and you had a certain amount of minutes, and you had to add money for it. So you didn't need to have to have a cell phone. There was a pay phone everywhere. Until drug dealers were camped out in front of them <laughs> using this as their house phone. Then they started taking them out. Okay, so they just raised the price of everything to offset the cost. And that's just the beginning. Now, the the right now, decisions like that, first of all, let's stop the pipeline, 10,000 jobs off the top, just from the company building the, the, uh, the you know, the people that are manufacturing that and building it. What's going to change now is that all those people are going to have to move from where they are to get other jobs. That's going to change the ecosystem in the city that they live in because there's not going to be the tax revenue. They're not going to be buying gas. They're not going to be buying groceries. They're not going to be paying taxes. They're not going to be sending their kids to the school to be paying taxes for that, nor are they going to be paying for medical or going to those hospitals, anything that you do all the time, going to go to a movie, going to get fast food. All of that's going to go away from those 10,000 people that's going to be redistributed someplace else. So that's going to create loss of jobs. Now, when you increase the the slave caste, working migrant workers working under the table who are getting paid more than you are because they're not having taxes taken out. So if they're getting paid $10 an hour and you're getting paid $7.50 an hour, they're making equivalent of you getting paid $15 to $20 an hour after you pay taxes. It averages down to about $10 an hour, which they're making for free. So if I'm a small business who's been locked down because of this COVID virus, I've had to lay off most of my employees, and now I'm expected to carry the same amount of employees but give them double the amount of money, I, can't, I could barely afford it then, and I'm losing money now. So I'm going to lay off half of my workforce to make up for the half that I'm trying to double their pay. So now I'm going to have half the people trying to work them as hard as I had, 30 people. I'm only going to have 15 being paid $15 an hour. That's going to cut out another bunch of the workforce, and that's going to happen everywhere. You're going to have budgets cut, prices raised to offset the money, and and a third of your workforce is going to disappear that's currently there. So that's going to put millions out of work. So where are these jobs that they keep saying that they're going to create by doing what they're doing? Well, they'll have jobs working in the industry of building solar. Barack Obama tried that and gave a billion dollars to a solar company to do just the exact same thing, and they went out of business and closed two years after they took a billion American dollars for free. So what makes this uh, people that are in charge now think it's going to be successful this time? 
So where are these jobs going to come from that they're just those two things are going to change? Now, let's get to how things work on a global scale. Now, once we were on with the pipeline coming through, we were self-sufficient in all energy fields in the United States. Now that's also gone. So there's no more manufacturing going on in the United States. It's all being shipped back to China, who is at war with the United States. So now they are going to have the prices that they want, and we're going to have to pay them whatever they want. So there's going to be money being borrowed from us that they're going to print for free and give to China for free. We were we were in a deal with them where we paid them a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, no, a billion dollars a year for no reason. A billion to Iran, a billion to Korea, North Korea, a billion to uh, China. So there's like three three billion right there, right off the top of our money that we're now going to back to being paying. That is money that they borrow from you and me and have to tax somebody for it. We owe it. That's you can look this up. It's not a lie. So now our oil industry is going to be shut down or we're going to have to, the stuff that we are going to get from Canada is now going to have to be put on a train, which has 10 times the carbon footprint, but we're supposed to lower our emissions. So now are we going to take them off the trains and truck them in? Well, we have to lower the emissions of those too. So now we have to find a place somewhere else to lower the emissions to pay for the cost of, of the emissions that we're bringing the oil into here. Or we have to stop all that together and buy it from OPEC, which means we're going to be paying the Saudis, right? And the Venezuelans and all the people who are communist who hate us. That means instead of paying $2 a gallon at the pump, you're soon going to be paying 4 to $7 a gallon at the pump. Because it's no longer American oil making the gasoline. It's now back onto OPEC. Okay? And they hold us for ransom. So these are the implications of things that are going on. And you'll see this happening. By the time we hit July, we're going to be paying over $4, probably over $5 a gallon or more in this country. Which means if you're in the state of California, you have a dollar on top of that of taxes that this governor and the governor before him and the governor before him put onto gasoline. So it's a dollar. So if you're if everybody in the nation right now is paying three dollars a gallon, America's or California is paying four dollars a gallon. And California already wasn't buying oil from America. Wait a minute, what? What are you saying? California was the only state that held out during the last administration and continued buying oil, crude oil, from over in Saudi. Right? Hold on a second. Now my mother has, doesn't know that I'm on air and she's coming in here for some reason. So please hold. Yes, mother. Mother, go sit down and watch TV. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Sit down and watch TV, please. Okay. All right. I'll be out there in a few minutes. All right. Thank you. Sorry, I've been gone from my mother for a little over an hour, so she's confused. And so, where am I supposed to be doing it? So she doesn't know what what's going on right now. So, because I, I left her on the racing, and she's probably getting bored because they're on a rain delay, and so they're just talking. And so she's like, "What am I doing? This is crazy. It's boring, right?" And and she doesn't know how to work the channel changer. So, and if she does, we'll find out about it in a second because the sound will go up so loud that you'll hear it in the microphone. I'll have to excuse myself and go help mom. My mother has all those hammers for those of you who don't know who I am or what's going on. Okay, so. The way the economics works is that we're going to be spending more money because of the changes that are being made, and there's nothing we can do about that.
Now that's business as usual, to be honest. Okay, if you go back during the Obama era for the whole time that he was there, for the eight, eight years that he was there in office, it's going to be just like that. So it's not anything that's like really, oh my God, it's scary. The world's coming to an end. It's just business as usual, but you just have to get used to that idea, right? Because there's, because, you know, there's other things that they're changing that's going to be a little more scary, but this is just going back to the way things were then there, were there. So the, the, uh, uh, you're going to have an average uh, unemployment rate of somewhere around 11 to 12% instead of 3%. You're going to be paying 4 to 5 to $6 a gallon for gasoline instead of $2 for a gallon. Um, the prices of food will go back up to where they were. Nothing ever goes down. It always goes up anyways. Gasoline's the only thing that goes back down. So that, that's not going to be too much of a big deal because Americans are used to it, right? You're all going to not have work anymore, and you're all going to be paying the high prices for everything again, okay? Um, so that you had that for eight years. You know, it, the last time we were prosperous was under Reagan and Clinton because Clinton didn't change anything Reagan did, and they kept the taxes up, so we had a surplus. We, in fact, had a surplus of money for the first time in this country under Bill Clinton. Okay, so I have to give him a little bit of credit there. I mean, it was, you know, we had taxes out the wazoo. That's how they did it was they taxed us all, high taxes. Um, but we made it through that. You know what I mean? We weren't, we weren't dying from it. We weren't starving to death from it. Right. It's not like California or, or uh, you know, New York, where you have you know more people sleeping on the streets than you do in houses. You know what I mean? It's not like that. That was a lie. It's not true what I just said. But it's insane the amount of people that are homeless out there in the world sleeping that are in these, these uh, uh, states that shouldn't be. Right. They should lower the cost of living so people can get back in houses. You know, there was a war between Trump and uh, and uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, which the people of uh, I'm signing the petition to get him recalled because he's making a disaster of the state. It's a debacle. He wouldn't lower the cost of of living to get these people back in the houses. What he wanted to do was he was trying to force Donald Trump to raise the tax credit that people got so that and, and, and he was like, I'm not going to do that because that tax credit in your state is higher, would have to be higher than the national average. And I'm not going to make one state higher than the national average. So I'm not going to raise the national average to $10,000 higher than they have to because everybody in the whole country is going to want that loan because they get paid more money. They get paid $10,000 extra dollars. And then they can take and, and, and get a loan for a house and have $10,000 extra dollars in their pocket that, that they just got for free. So no, I'm not going to change and raise that uh, the tax credit for people to get into housing. Just because you guys won't fix your problem. I should have pointed there. I was pointing there. I should have pointed there. So they got into a war and they let the people be homeless. All right. So that, that ticks me off. You got Trump not doing anything because of politics. And you got Gavin Newsom not doing anything because of politics. And guess what? People are homeless because of it. Right. So you have, now you have the Democrats running on how dare Donald Trump lock up these poor Mexicans in these uh, concentration camps. Um, we need to let them all go. But yet he's now building concentration camps. Why would he be doing that if he's not going to he's going to have catch and release? He's building concentration camps. They're going to put somebody in them. Is it going to be the people at the border or is it going to be American citizens? Because you don't build concentration camps just to have them sit there when you're trying to empty the concentration camps, unless you're trying to empty the concentration camps because you don't like the people that are in there because there's other people you want in there. And if that's the case, then the crazy conspiracy theories about what they're wanting to do with 80 million Americans might be coming true. 
I don't know. I'm just saying observation. They're building concentration camps, but yet they're claiming they don't want to have anywhere for to put these, uh, you know, they're going to have catch and release. And they're not going to be keeping all of these people in concentration camps coming across the southern border. So who are you building those for? The Japanese again in the internment camps? Are we doing Russians or Jews? Or are we just doing white Americans who voted for Donald Trump? That's a question that needs to be answered, people. Why are they building more of these camps when they claim they're going to be having to use them less? There's a reason for that. No one does anything in this government and spends money to build something unless they're planning to use it. Think about that. Okay. So now my mom let a cat in here and he's meowing at me. So if you hear a cat meowing, it is my cat Patch, who is in fact right over here on the floor in my office, meowing at me. Okay. So the implications, and now let's go back to, I didn't forget about it, rambling off, right? Let me point this out. I saw a documentary with a man who lived overseas, and I think it was the Philippines or somewhere in Central America. Don't quote me. I might have even been South America. That part's unimportant. It was not America, and it was in one of these poor countries. It was either the Philippines or it was somewhere along the equator, though, close to it, because he was growing corn. So it wasn't in the, in the north where it was really cold, and it wasn't in the south where it was really cold. So it was somewhere in the center of the planet. And he had uh, six members of his f- direct family, children, a couple of them getting ready to go to college, right? And uh, he had a company that had, I don't know how many employees, a lot of employees. Uh, and at the end of the year, he said that he made enough money to take care of his entire family, put two kids into college and pay all of his employees. And still he was going to double his profits the next year. And they said, how much money did you make? And he said, you know, you made so much money. How much money did you make? I made the equivalent of 50 American dollars, five zero point zero zero American dollars in one year. And that was so much money that he was doubling the size of his company and he was growing corn. Going to be able to double the size of his company and by next year at this time, he would make the equivalent of 100 U.S. dollars. So I wrote that, I wrote about that in my book. And I tell, I tell people in my book, you're not poor, you're America poor. You're not poor, you're rich and don't know it. Even if you're on Social Security and you get paid about $1,000, $1,100 a month in this country, if you move to almost, or you move to any country not run by white people, any country not run by white European males, and by that I mean DNA, not actual people from, from there, like Australia, European males, right? Everywhere in Europe, the United States, Canada, all of those countries, the UK, all of those countries, white European blooded people, Poland, Switzerland, Norway, Czechoslovakia, don't move to any of those. Maybe Czech. Don't move to any of those. Czech's a little bit less. Move anywhere in Africa, anywhere in Central America, anywhere in South America, anywhere in the Middle East, anywhere in the Far East, Southeast Asia, anywhere else. And your $1,000 a month is the equivalent of $100,000 a month there. Some places even more. So you're not poor. You're America poor. Because this is the land of the rich where rich people pay $1,000 for a t-shirt just to prove that they fit in as rich people. And you're caught up in that inflation. 
And if you don't go to other countries, you don't know that. If you don't know anybody in other countries, you don't know that. I know people all around the world, and they keep telling me, dude, you could live here on your pension. You're on Social Security. You would be more than middle class. You'd be upper middle class in this country. I'm below the poverty line in every state in the union. Below the poverty line in every state in the union on the amount of Social Security that I take in every month. There are only a few states in the South that I could actually live in. And they are all in the South. Nowhere in the North or in the Northwest or in the Northeast can I live on my pension alone. But everywhere in the places that the rich people don't want to live, you get away from the coasts. The coastlines are all are all the rich people. You get away from the coasts, and you go to the countries that there's stuff there they don't like, like Louisiana, because it's a swamp. I don't want that crap. Tennessee, not much difference. Alabama, right? Kentucky. See what I'm saying? Or Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. They're desert lands. No one wants to live in the desert. No one wants to live in the swamp. I can go there and I can live. But the problem is that they still are dealing with with Americans. So you have to make three times, like in the state of, of Arizona, you have to make three times the amount of money that you would pay for rent every month before they'll rent to you. Or you have to have somebody to co-sign for you that makes three times on top of what they are already paying out. Do you understand? So it becomes difficult to get a place from these evil rich people who own properties, who own apartment complexes, who own housing. But if you're getting it rented by someone who owns the house and it's just some mom pop, they'll take that shot everywhere. You know, you just got to find those. The house that I was living in Arizona with my wife, the rent, if we rented that out, the market rent was $13.50 a month. That was a four-bedroom, two-car garage, two-full bath, vaulted ceiling, ranch-style house with a front yard and a backyard. In this state, in California, that would be $550,000 to $750,000 house, depending on which city in, in Northern California down to the Bay Area that uh, house would be in. That house was worth $149,000 in, out in the desert of Arizona. And it wasn't a, a house that would be brought over here and not sold for five hundred dollars to $750,000. It was. But no one wants to live in the middle of the desert, so they have to lower the price to almost the cost of building that house. Cost of building a house that big is about seventy-five dollars to $78,000. I know because I spent the last 10 years of my life in construction and maintenance. <laughs> so, I, so I have an idea of the cost to build a house. To build a house costs you $78,000, maybe $80,000 to build a house that you then sell for $550,000 to $750,000, depending on its location to uh, the freeways, malls, you know, things like that, shopping centers. So what's happening is you have a geopolitical monetary system that is working. You have these people that are globalists. And what they're trying to do, Barack Obama was globalist, so was so were the Clintons. What they're trying to do is they're trying to outsource all of the factories to uh, places in the world where they need the money. And the problem is they go there and they have slave labor. They, they charge them 25 cents a month. Uh, that's all they pay them to, to do, 25 American cents a month to, to do their work because they know that's what it translates to. So they have you, they're telling you on one hand, we're doing this to better the world. 
but they're not paying a prevailing wage to these people to raise those those countries up to the standards of modern living. No, no, they're not. They're benefiting from the slave labor caste who they're paying less money to. And then they still charge the same amount of money, if not raise the price because they have to now ship it across seas to America or wherever else. Do you understand? That's how that works. So they're they're saying we want the globalization of one planet unified under one world government, although which is going to be us, by the way, the rich and the elite. And if you don't believe me, look up the origins of the United Nations and the World Health Organization. I'm not even going to go down that road. You guys have to do a little bit of homework. You have to be smart enough to do it yourselves. Look it up and find out who it is that created those those bodies, those governing bodies. So the plan is to outsource everything on the surface, just like the plan is to uh, stop the drug trade coming across the southern border to the United States, right? Look over here, look over here, look over here. Meanwhile, the CIA is flying the dope in and the people. And they're getting a cut, right? Because if truly, if our government was concerned with its citizens being on drugs, why would they just allow people to come across the border freely? Because they're getting paid, Jack. Who do you think set up the drug trade? Why would they do that? Because they need off-the-books money. Why do they have that? You might want to look at that one. I'm not going to go down that road either. Why would a company, why would a government need to have at its disposal billions and billions and trillions of dollars that's been laundered so there's no trace of where they got that money? What do you think they're doing with that money? I don't know, putting it in their pockets, getting rich, buying cars. No. No, they're not. They're doing something else with it. You might want to look into what they're doing. So going back to the beginning, Mike Levine found out that the CIA was well aware of what was going on. But meanwhile, the DEA, all these other departments, the Treasury Department, the the Customs Departments, all of these people were trying to catch bad guys, and they were chasing chickens, ghosts. Because the entire time they were being protected by the federal government of the United States of America. Meanwhile, on the surface, they were fighting a war on drugs. And that was being televised to you and me and everyone else on the planet. And every now and then, they'd go and take someone out. Usually that was when they got out of control and didn't do what the establishment wanted them to do anymore. Manuel Noriega. Mahatma Gandhi. What? 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 What did Mahatma Gandhi do? He didn't do what they wanted him to do. He sat down and he said no. Eventually they killed him for it. Stephen Biko. Do you know who he is? He's the guy that was in charge of the of the whole action in South America or South Africa before Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was his right-hand man. Stephen Biko was murdered for it. Go against the establishment and you speak out and they kill you. Don't do what they tell you to do and they will kill you. Martin Luther King Jr. Right? But then there's tyrants, Osama bin Laden, who put him in charge, the American government. Right? Saddam Hussein, who put him in charge, the American and British governments. Those two governments working together for the last hundred years, along with Russia at some point and China at some point, were the global powers when they used to be the G8. The global powers, along with Argentina. Why Argentina? Why are they in the mix, Leo? Go back and look to the 40s. 
the 30s and the 40s and find out why Argentina is in that mix. So all of this stuff's been going on behind the scenes. Meanwhile, they have these, these fake false flag fronts that they're showing you on television, the Vietnam War, the Korean War. What were those wars about? Anybody know? What were they about? Were they about communism? Fighting against communism? I don't know about that. Some of it was, yes. Some of it was fighting communism. But why is it that, say, Vietnam, for instance, the French were in Vietnam before America was in there, and they couldn't do anything. Now think about Afghanistan. Afghanistan had the Russians, who were supposed to be our enemies, and they were in there and couldn't do anything, and they pulled out and we pulled in. Why would we be continuing the fight that the Russians were doing in Afghanistan if they're, in fact, our enemy? Now, France wasn't our enemy, right? But they, but they were in Vietnam. Why? No one knows. America went into Vietnam. Why? We never accomplished anything. Think about Korea. We went into Korea because we we're trying to so fight against communism, supposedly. Same thing in Vietnam, supposedly. Right? And I say that, but both of those countries became North Korea communist, Vietnam communist, after we got our asses kicked out of there. Afghanistan didn't become communist. They weren't trying to become communist. So isn't that weird that Russia was in there fighting and then we were in there fighting? And the Germans were in there fighting before that. Wait a minute, what? Germans were all over the place over there in Africa and Asia. They were fighting against these people. And when they got kicked out by us, the Russians came in because they became the big global power on the communist side. Do you understand? But now they're not. Now the Chinese are, but our government says the Chinese is not. But the Chinese are the biggest threat to the world if you are, in fact, not a communist nation. But then why is it that this government that's in charge now is telling you that it's different? I want to look at that. I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. See, here's the problem is that most of you out there already suspect this or already know this, and you claim, well, we, we can't do anything about it. What do you mean you can't do anything about it? Have, did you not see what happened over the summer in the United States of America? Now, don't get me wrong. You have to ask who paid them to do what they did, and why did they stand down all of a sudden? Why are the world riots now? There's only a couple still going on in a couple of places, and those people are out of control. So they're going to end up going after them eventually, like they did. Let's let's go back to Saddam Hussein. You know, you're throwing out wild accusations and allegations that these people were propped up by the United States or put in place by the United States. Now, you're not giving me any proofs. So that pisses me off. I'm going to hang up the phone on you. All right, let's go to, to Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein was over in Iraq, and he was, he was in control there, and he was going after. At one point, he was going to war with the Iranians. We didn't like that because the Iranians were our friends back then. Wait a minute. What did you say, Leo? He was going into Afghanistan and Iran, and we didn't like that, so we stopped him? But aren't they our enemies? Aren't we in Afghanistan fighting? Wait a minute. We're also there in Iraq. Wait a minute. What? And now we're fighting against Iran. Yeah, that's because the, Iran's no longer happy with us because they wanted to take uh, those countries over. And we stopped that. Well, how did we stop that? Well, we carved up the Middle East, right? And we had, and we put, that's where you had Kuwait come into the, to, to the, to the equation. They, cut, they carved Equate out back in 1969 so that England and America would have a friendly port over there in that Gulf to get to oil. You can look this up. So they put Saddam Hussein in power but created Kuwait as another government with the Bedouins that lived out in the desert there 
and they became the oil barons of the country of Kuwait. Now, the whole invasion of Kuwait happened because uh, they were running out of oil and started drilling under the and past the border from from uh, Iraq into Kuwait. And the Kuwaitis found out about it, and we went in there and told them to stop, and they wouldn't have stopped, so America invaded. Now, Saddam Hussein was propped up by the English and the American government, and that coalition that they were a part of in 1969, which uh, oddly is the same year that the uh, Golan Heights and uh, the Gaza Strip and, and what is now uh, you know Jerusalem and all of that was annexed. Wait, I'm sorry, what? The Israeli government really became a government and, and took over the places that they were claiming at the same exact time. There's some weird stuff going on in this in the late 60s, Leo. That was also the time when we were starting to go into Vietnam. We didn't officially go into Vietnam until 1968 or 69, but we were there from 1961 on. So there's this weird global pattern that's happening around the world where the United States, England, and a few other people are sticking their nose in everybody's business. Why? What's going on? What are they What are they up to? What are they trying to prove? So now we have Saddam Hussein who gets out of control and starts doing what he wants and doesn't listen to the United Nations nor the American government. So they go in and they take him out. Okay, you're still not giving me any proof. Did anyone watch the trial, the mock bullshit trial that went on before they hung Saddam Hussein? I did. And you had to be pretty quick or pause your television. You couldn't pause your TV back then, so you had to be pretty quick and read the subtitles because they were translating it for you. And the entire time he kept saying, this is an illegitimate trial. I have the proof. I didn't do anything that the United States government didn't tell me to do. And if you let me look at them, uh, go and get my diary, I have books that I wrote down everything I was told to do and by who. They ignored him. Wouldn't let him do that. And guess what? The American government ransacked everything that he owned. And guess what? That book disappeared off the face of the earth. And the trial that they hung him in or during or after looked a lot, a, a lot like the last two impeachments of a president in the United States. A bunch of people grandstanding, talking about all of the evil things this person did without allowing them to defend themselves, without allowing them to have due process, without allowing them to have witnesses, without allowing them to, to enter evidence, and without allowing them to have a, 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 a lawyer. He was in a cage. He was in a cage the entire time. And then they hung him. I watched them hang him. Was he an evil dictator? Absolutely he was. Did he deserve to hang? Absolutely he did. But did he do rogue shit? The only rogue shit that man did was thought he was big enough to tell the U.S. government, the British government, and the United Nations, I'm a free and sovereign nation. Kiss my ass. I'll do what I want. I don't listen to you. That was the one thing he did wrong. Until then, they didn't care what he did as long as he did what they told him to do. Look that up, people. Look it up. Why is it that this government under Donald Trump didn't give a shit about King Fod Jr. over there uh, slicing up an, a, 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 a reporter and scattering his bones uh, ha all halfway across the kingdom? Why is it that, that even the Democrats let him have a slide when he didn't go after them? Once he made it clear that they were spending hundreds of billions of dollars on American stuff that we were going to ship to them, then all of a sudden even your Democrats who hated Donald Trump told the media to be quiet about reporting on it.
And everybody stopped reporting on it except for Fox. Well, that only lasted for about two weeks. And then they fired Shepard Smith, who was really the only one asking questions about that. Don't think I was paying attention to that? That's weird. Well, they didn't fire Shepard Smith. He quit because of the flack that he got because the president uh, at the time, President Trump, didn't like him because he was hard on the president and everyone else. He was like Tucker Carlson is. He was. I, I think he was. I, honestly, I think, I think Shepard Smith was a, a hate Donald Trump Democrat, but he still went after Democrats just as hard as he went after Republicans. But he didn't like Donald Trump, and I think that's part of the. And I know that Trump asked for them to fire him and shut him up, and then then he got into a fight with Tucker Carlson, and that went back and forth for days. If you watch their shows, I watched. Uh, I watched Shepard Smith every day at noon because that was my lunch hour from 12 to 1. So I watched him then while I was eating lunch. And then I watched Tucker Carlson when I got home. So the two of them went after each other. And then he quit. And now he's working for another news agency. And he took up the mantle doing exactly what he was doing before. But he still was slanted towards hate, uh, hate Donald Trump. And, and I know because just recently, within the last uh, two weeks, uh, him and Tucker Carlson got into it again. Cross network. Okay. Which I think is kind of badass. Those guys fighting each other. But my point here is that the people who continued, like now, you still have Fox stepping out and trying to say, look, what was done all across the nation for a whole summer was just as bad as what was done on the 6th of February. Okay? Or was it the 6th? Yeah, 6th of February, 6th of January, whatever it was. January, my bad. And I'm not saying that it, that it wasn't because it was bad. It, it, all this burning and people dying and all this stuff all the summer, uh, I, I am completely against that. That is not the way to protest. You protest peacefully. And what they did at the, at the Capitol building was out of control, and all of those people need to go to jail for doing it. Out of control. And if it turns out that Donald Trump or his organization sent them there, those people should go to jail for inciting a riot like that, an insurrection. But I think you're going to find out if they keep investigating it that it's not going to be the people you think. It's not going to be the people you think that hired those people and coordinated that attack. I've kind of looked into it. But I'm not going to talk about that because talking about that will get me taken off the air. So everything that I've said to you is not just my opinion because some of it is my opinion, but most of what I said is based on actual events that I witnessed or investigated throughout the time between 1991 and now. Well, the whole Benghazi thing, I didn't, I kind of have investigated that. I can't, I can't speak to Benghazi, but I think there was something shady about that. Absolutely. You know, when you look at uh, things that go and all politicians are crooked, you show, you show me a politician, I show you a, a crooked liar. You show me a lawyer, I'll show you a crooked liar. That's a standard. And if you get that in through your mind, how do you know that they're lying to you? Because they're speaking. Or they're writing something down. If you assume that at all times, you're going to be better off in this world, in this society. I'm Irish by descent. And we have a we have a saying is, I'm not buying that. Okay? We call bullshit, or depending on your age group, my grandfather would call horse shit on it. We call some sort of, that's full of crap. We don't buy anyone who's selling anything to us until that we know because we're poor, and any poor person from whatever race you're from, you know that nothing is free. 
and everything happens for a reason. And that the only certainty that you have in life is that you're going to die. They like you to believe that you have to pay taxes too. No, you don't. The only thing that you have that's certain in your life is that one day you will die. You cannot get out of here alive. Okay? That's it. Anything in between that is up to you to either believe or not believe or do or not believe or do or not do. But what you need to understand is that the people that are in charge are not your friends. They're not going to do anything they tell you they're going to do. This past president did a lot of things. Almost everything he said he was going to do, he actually did. That's the first time in my lifetime that an elected official anywhere on the planet did more than one or two things they ever claimed they were going to do to get elected. Whether he was a good guy or a bad guy, I'm not going to judge him on what he did before. He was a ruthless dealer of, of you know, product, mansions, castles, hotels, whatever. Okay? He was building things all over the world. He was a real estate mogul, an oligarch. Was he an evil man? Don't know, but he played an evil game with evil people. I've never met him, so I'm not going to judge him and say that he's evil. His actions are what's going to decide whether he's evil, not the actions that other people claim he's done. Right? Tom McDonald said it best in his song, Fake Woke. There's a difference between uh, uh, hate speech and speech that you hate. Okay? And that's words to live by. There's a difference between hate speech, and speech that you hate. So if Donald Trump said something that offended you or or you want to be offended by it because Donald Trump said it, that doesn't make him evil. Because someone has said to you, someone said, reports are, where's the proof? Where's the proof? Wild accusations and allegations are not proof. Reports said, Donald Trump did this. Sources close to Donald Trump said, that's someone said, they said, they said, who's they? If you're not going to have somebody come out and swear in court in front of the person who they're accusing and let that person who's being accused face their the person who's accusing them and cross-examine that person and investigate that person, then it's a lie. We call that due process in this country. Process under the law. Do process under the law. You have the right to face your accusers. You have a right to be innocent until proven guilty. And you have a right to defend yourself. When those things are taken away from you, the person that is looking at you and doing that to you is tyrannical. That is tyranny. That is a dictatorship. And that is evil. And if you think it's not, then you're fooling yourselves. And if you think it's funny and you're okay with it because you hate that person, you are just as guilty as those who would do that and oppress people around the world. You are an oppressor and you are just as guilty. And when they go to jail, you should be rounded up and go to jail as well for allowing them to do that. Because letting someone do bad things to other people is what we call an accessory to that crime in this country. Okay? So allowing, say, Donald Trump to be evil would be an accessory if I were complacent with it and he went to jail for it, 
then I should be shamed for doing that thing. On the other side of the coin, if, say, Donald Trump is being accused of an evil hyenas crime and he's found innocent of that, everyone who was complacent with those who would prosecute him should be defamed or at least shamed for going along with a lie. Because even in your Bibles, people, bearing false witness against another person is a sin. And it's one of the ten deadly sins. It's one of the ten commandments. And if you don't believe in God, doesn't mean that God doesn't believe in you. And if you don't care that there is or isn't a God, that doesn't mean you won't be judged by that God. Saying that the sky is purple when it is in fact blue doesn't change the sky to blue, no matter how many times you say it. Just because you close your eyes doesn't mean other people can't see you. Just because you plug your ears doesn't mean there's not screaming going on in the next room. Remember that. Okay, now that I've probably lost all of you, (laughs) now that nobody's going to listen to this broadcast because I've been ranting and raving, Take a look at everything that I've said here. Go back and rewind this and go sentence by sentence by sentence and see where you can find in history or in reality that I made something up, I lie about it, or I'm wrong. I believe the word I've said. Go and look it all up for yourself. Do the due diligence. Look around. Do some investigating. And if you find out that I have lied, misled you, get a hold of me and I'll put you on my show and let you tell the world about it. I have said that since I have been broadcasting on air and I've been doing that going back to 2010. I've had a show for five years, either with other uh, shows or my own, but I was making videos prior to that. You can go to YouTube. I have 400, I know. 400, more than 400 videos because I got a, congratulations, you now have 400 videos posted on your channel. I sound like I'm, boun- I'm bouncing around. I am kind of bouncing around, but see, it, it, this is this is one of those things. If you go back and listen to what I was saying, you'll see, you'll actually understand how it actually ties in. But, you know, I had like Mandy one time. She said, you know, it, you think it means in your head, and I'm like, no, no, no. If you actually look, it actually ties in. I tie. It sounds like I'm bouncing around because I'm bouncing from one subject to another, but I'm ta- I'm speaking in metaphors. So it does sound like I'm bouncing around, but what I'm doing is I'm telling the same story by telling you a different story that the outcome of the story is exactly the same. Okay? So I am bouncing around in the sense that I tell a story over here about something and tell another story over here about something that doesn't seem to have to do with the same thing, but the moral of each story is exactly the same. And they do that because some people will get the first moral, and some people won't until the second one, and some people won't until the third one. So I'll spend an hour, and in that hour, I literally will tell you three or four stories, and those three or four stories are are going to be meaning leading up to the all the same point. It's just from a different um, um, event that happened in history. No, it's what is bouncing around in my head. <laughs> so no, it's what is bouncing around in my head. So sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying because you understand. You're like, why are you being redundant? 
So you actually get the fact that I'm bouncing around and so that's happening in your head. Okay, sorry. I did that the last time I was on with the three, six, and nine, and I used the brain analogy. I think you were on then, remember? And I was talking about three, six, and nine, and then I went into the reality of you being a thought, and then what if your thoughts were creating another universe like the creators they created us? And that by by that example, I was literally explaining to you three, six, and nine, only I put it on an internal uh, mind frame. To show you that. So yeah. So I know I do the same thing with Ray, the, the Oracle Ray. She comes on, she's like, This is all basic for kids. And I'm like, for you it is, but some of these people don't know this. And so unfortunately, I frustrate uh Mandy as well because she's like, What does this have to do with that? And then at the end, she goes, Okay, I get it, but why did you have to go on so long? Because some people don't think as good as you do. And they don't get everything that you get. Only I pissed her off because I said my brain works faster than hers. And I and that was mean. I shouldn't have said it the way I did. I didn't intend it to be that way. I, I was trying to say that truthfully, my brain works way faster than it should. Right? My mind works way faster. You think like the way I'm talking right now, you would think I'm on like five cups of coffee. I'm not. Right? Look, I, I had this right here. I poured four hours ago. And I have touched just from the little teeny end of the rim to here. So I've taken one sip in four hours. And before that, I had about the same amount from uh, 8.30 this, this morning, and it's and it's 6 p.m. for me now. So I'm like this naturally. I'm, I don't need to, to drink coffee to be this way. I was just talking to my niece who was here yesterday. I hadn't seen her face. I talked to her all the time on the phone, but I hadn't seen her eyes for a long time. And she said the same thing, that that when she, if she drinks coffee, people think she's on crack, you know? They think she's on speed because she's the same way. My whole family, for some reason, we we are just like insane. We can carry conversations. We all should be, uh, you know, the, those uh, those guys, the auctioneers. We should all be auctioneers. We talk so darn fast and we think so fast that it drives other people crazy. And we try to slow ourselves down. When I talk to my mom, I have to slow myself down to about this rate because my mother, who has Alzheimer's, can't follow my cadence if I talk as fast as I normally do, she gets confused and all she hears is so I have to calm that down and people do that to us. My, my sister's ex, he used to, when her and I would get going or we'd all get excited and we'd start talking really, really fast. He would look at her and go because that would be what he hears because she speaks so fast that we lose, they lose the, the grasp of the words. And then being an Irish gypsy, Right. Being a pike. Eh? I remember I said to Mandy, she goes, do you know what that means? Oh, my God. I'm like, yes, I do. It's the same thing as calling a black man or a black woman the N word. Um, and it's not just Irish people, all gypsies or, or pike. Eh? So anyways, and, and my family is a gypsy family and uh, or were at one time vagabonds. So. I do that. And sometimes I, I get people angry because I seem like I'm being redundant or worse. They don't, they don't get the point because they didn't wait long enough to see that the moral was the same. That's what Mandy does. Cause she gets frustrated and goes, my God, is you're off the track. And I'm like, no, 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 look, I was about to go this way with this and show you how that all ties in. It's just being Irish. I go on a lot longer than some people's um, patience to do that, to get to the end point. <laughs> right. And, and I'm just like, I apologize because some people need that to understand what's going on. That's just the way things are in the universe. Different people learn different ways. So they perceive things differently. And, and if you don't speak in metaphor, you hit one group and maybe the fringes of, of the other ones, but you leave a bunch of people out and they go, I didn't understand. I was having a hard time following what that person said. 
So I try to do that on purpose. I, I had literally listened to something that uh, one, one of my uh, buddies that I talk to all the time on here heard and sent it to me and I listened to it. And then I made comments about that to him. And he said, I wasn't following what that guy said. It was really complicated. Well, that's because just the way he said it. Okay. That's why I do the law of one because of the way raw speaks when they speak needs translation for people who didn't go to college and don't, and don't have a physics background. Right. If you're not a, if you're not a scientist and you don't have that education, you don't understand some of the words that are being said or the context that they're being said in. It's not that you're stupid. You just never been taught that. It's not your fault. You just haven't had that particular education. That's why the IQ test is bullshit, because the IQ test assumes that you have an Ivy League education. OK, so if you have an Ivy League education, the questions make sense because you've already been taught all of that. So you have something to draw that on. If you don't, there's no point of reference. How can you answer a question of E equals MC squared when you have no idea what the fuck that means? Do you understand? So that's that's what we have to do in, with, the, with the fix that. And that's what I try to do with what I'm trying to teach. So that's why I bounced around onto, uh, you know, uh, Saddam Hussein, you know, Barack Obama. The, the Clintons, all of that had to do with what I was trying to show you. Those guys all in line being the cabal and the cabal being the people propping other people up. And they showed you examples of even the people trying to defend themselves saying they told me to do this. Okay. So the reason I went down all of that is to show you that the system is the system and it hasn't changed. If you, the first step in avoiding trap is knowing of its existence. So if you understand and know and get that they're all lying to you, you have an upper hand with knowing that they're lying to you. But the point of all of it is, so you understand, it's not that, well, they've been doing it forever and we can't do anything about it because they have been doing it forever, but people are doing something about it and it's happening. People are going to jail for doing evil deeds all over this planet for the first time in my lifetime. Okay, people are getting caught for doing bad deeds to other human beings who were not getting caught prior to now. Where they had that stuff going on for generations and it was okay and it was status quo. We can't change the system. But people are standing up and making a difference. Okay, Rose McGowan stood up and started the Me Too movement. Is she fully responsible for it? No, everyone else has stood up with her. Every brave woman and some men who have stood up since then and said, I was either molested or raped or I had this person of power use that power to get sexual favors or threaten sexual favors from this, these people. Same thing with people, uh, you know, uh, pedophilias, pedophilia rings, people, uh, you know, buying the system, elite people who are self-entitled buying the system. They're getting caught. They may not be getting as much jail time as you and I would if we got caught, but they're getting caught and they're, and they're being outed in public. That's the important thing because in a leadership role, and even when I was knighted, it's about leadership. 
And people normally won't lead by themselves, but they will stand up if someone else takes that first step, step and leads. They'll step up with them. And that becomes a domino effect and it cascades and more and more people will step up. It's like when you saw, you know, and you see the metaphors everywhere. I am Spartacus in the movie Spartacus. They were looking for the one man who was Spartacus and someone stood up and said, no, I'm Spartacus. And then one other person way over there said, no, no, I am Spartacus. And eventually every slave there claimed they were Spartacus. They all defended, stood up for. And it took one to start that action. And that's what we're taught in leadership. I was taught that while studying to become a knight. And I don't mean the KKK knights. Guys, don't get scared and think I'm a racist. I'm talking about being knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic seat. And then I taught the same going to management school when I was in my early 20s. You lead. Okay, my, my family is a military family, so I was taught <clears throat> leadership skills in the military by leaders in the military. They have classes where you take leadership classes, leadership roles. So I have a military leadership background. Then I have the, you know, the retail leadership background. Then I have the clergy leadership background. I've gone to all these schools to learn how to become a leader in different ways. And then you take all of that knowledge and you put it together and you cultivate the leader that you are within and the style that you use to lead. Because without people who lead, no one follows. Without leaders, no one does anything. Now, am I going to be one of the big leaders like Martin Luther? No, only if they shoot me. <laughs> if they feel that I'm that much of a threat and they, and they put, put a gun through my head or bullet through my head, then, you know, who knows, 20, 30 years after I'm dead, uh, you know, people might do the same thing. It seems to be what it takes, martyrdom, it seems to be what it takes to go down in history. If you don't and you don't die, then you're not as big of a, of a hero. Heroes die. I don't want to be a hero. I just want to be a leader. I just want to be an educator and get the word out to people. Okay. Because if I stand, then you stand. If we all stand, it just takes one thing, pay it forward. And then other people stand up, but they have to, they have to know that someone is there and it's going to be okay. That if they become afraid, there's going to be someone who will stand with them side by side. Someone will have their back and then they'll stand their ground. That's why leaders lead on battlefields. Sometimes they're just as most of the time, all of the time, they're just, unless they're maniacs and lunatics, and then they're usually dictators. They're just as afraid as the person that is standing the line with them, scared as hell. But what they do in that fear, in that moment, changes the course, and they know that. There's been many times where I was scared stiff, literally, terrified. And I said, no, move, move, move. I had to use the leadership that I learned on myself in my head. Do it. No matter what happens, lead. That's one of the things they teach us as a knight is to tell the truth, even if it leads to your death. Do you understand how big that is? Tell the truth, even if it leads to your death. Defend the defenseless, even if it leads to your death. A knight's job is to live or die by their word, by their actions. So in our minds, we're not just, I'm defending that person because that person is, is being beaten. In our minds, we are going to go to war 
and fight and possibly die to keep that person from having that happen to them. Because that is what we have is in our creed. It is what we have decreed and promised to ourselves and the, our posterity to the world. I said posterity. I meant pro, yeah, no, I said that right. I thought I said prosperity when I meant whatever. You know what I mean? We decreed that and and took that oath to the world. So it becomes a lifestyle. My brother, who hasn't been knighted, is, is a knight. He should be knighted. People say, aren't you afraid they're going to come and kill you? No. I've made peace with my maker. I know what happens after this. I know that I don't cease. So they don't have that fear. There is no fear that they can take my life and that it's over for me. I don't have that fear. I'm not afraid of the men in black. I'm not afraid of torture because eventually it ends. It only hurts as long as it does until the endorphins kick into your brain and your brain says, well, you're going to die, so we're going to make you comfortable. Then you don't feel it anymore. Then you don't feel it anymore. That's, a, that's what happens to, to all animals. When you have the fight or flee at first, and you get that adrenaline dump, and that gives you the ability to either fight for your life or run for it. And once you get past that and you're still on the road of, well, you're going to die. Your brain realizes that, and it kicks out endorphins. And you don't feel the pain anymore. So eventually, if someone's torturing you, you just don't feel it. You're there. You're observing it as if it's a dream. You don't have any feeling. And you, and you move yourself out of your body. Even though your body's screaming in pain, there is no more connection to your immortal soul with that pain. And then they end your life, and you move on. The fear of death is what they want you to believe is that when you die, there is nothing. So they try to keep you from thinking that there isn't and that the scariest thing that could happen to you is, is the torture before you die. Is that scary? Yeah. Does it hurt? Yeah. Would I endure it? I would if somebody were doing it to me because I would have to. Because what's going to happen? I'm going to die. At the end of this, they're killing me. That's what they're doing now. <laughs> right? So are they going to stop and keep me alive and heal me for a month and then start on me again? They might try to do something like that. To screw with your brain, to break you, to, to make you do things that they want you to, you know, it's an art form. But if you go into it knowing that and you're just like, look, I don't care. Just kill me. Then eventually you just get to the point where you want it to happen. And then you just do everything you can do in your power to piss them off enough to kill you. Then it's over. Then you've won. Who cares? Then you then you check out. You don't get to see anybody you know. Right, but you're but then you go up to wherever that it is that you think you go. Right, whatever you label it, and then of course you'll recycle and be born again somewhere on the planet, start all over again. Once you understand that and you get that, or you graduate, if we all get to the point where we can graduate, there is nothing to fear. Fear is the only thing that we have to fear. I'm not afraid of these people. I'm not afraid of Nancy Pelosi. I'm not afraid of the power she has. I'm not afraid of Joe Biden. I'm not afraid of the deep state. Not afraid of them at all. They have nothing that they can do to me. What are they going to do? Kill all my family members? Most of my family members have made peace with God and don't care. They live their lives, but if you come and kill them, they're going to go, okay, I'd rather live and I'm going to fight for it, but I'm not afraid to die. My mom would be doing her a favor, so they can't threaten me. We're going to kill your mom. She won't notice. She doesn't know who she is now. She barely remembers me. She barely remembers her. I'm trying to keep her on the end, on this end of everything, but I'm going to lose her one day. 
Okay. So you guys putting her out of her misery now isn't going to shake me up. I'm going to shake your hand for doing it. Because now I don't have to explain to the to the world. I can't do it. It's illegal. You guys murder her. I can go, well, they killed my mom. Let's move on. I won't act like that because I'll be, it'll suck. I'll cry. She's my mom. I love her. But I know where she'll be when I get there. Okay. So I'm not going to, now I'm rambling. <laughs> right? So I'm happy, getting all the way back to the beginning, I'm happy that all of these people who are accusing people of doing evil things are showing their true colors and they're doing the shit just like Mandy said, 99% of the time, they're doing the things that they're accusing the other person of. And it's becoming exposed. They're becoming exposed for doing it. And stay tuned, folks, because there's more to come. Pay attention to what's going on in the news, because I had to point it out to some people where, you know, they, you have the news agencies going, well, there's this QAnon thing going on. And QAnon claims that Donald Trump is this warrior that's fighting against the rich and the evil elite that are pedophiles. And, oh, how silly. They must believe in UFOs, too. Uh, 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 uh. But yet, rich, famous people keep getting arrested around the world for pedophilia. Hmm. Hmm. That's odd. Isn't that scary, scary, weird how there's this QAnon thing, which I'll probably get deleted for saying that well, without that, throw that out. Right. I don't read that stuff. Or I read it, but I don't like use it like it's the gospel. I read it and go, well, that, you know, Nostradamus read some shit like that, too. <laughs> Is that weird or what? Some people believe it and some people don't. I've read the actual transcripts of the real translations of Nostradamus' stuff. Can't find it anywhere. It was banned inside the United States. Had it when I was 16 years old, and it's gone now, and I can't find it anywhere in the world. Read it. Checked off a list. Still am. Of everything that was going to happen. Tried to even warn some people about things that were going to happen. Some of them don't talk about it because I know that we control the narrative. So I don't talk about it because I don't want to see those things come to be. You have to understand that Nostradamus said that. These are not set in stone. The future is not written. This is a warning as to what could happen in the future. Go back and read, reread Nostradamus and read the warning that they knew about that he wasn't cryptic about. It was a warning. Not this stuff has to happen. Wait for it to happen. And here's when. He had to write it in code because he had the same thing going on back then that we have going on now, cancel culture. So he had to write and talk in a code like said Q does. Had to talk in a code like I do half the time these days. I've already said too much. The algorithm's probably going to delete me. I don't even know if I'm still on the air. Yeah, I am. Had to check the monitor. <laughs> right? Algorithm, algorithm. The, the future was a warning of things that could happen if changes were not made. Okay? And I know for a fact that that the Third World War, out-and-out out war, was supposed to start a long time ago now. And it was thwarted. It was thwarted three times under George Bush, and I think at least three times under, under this last president. At least three, I would have to recount. Attempts to start the Third World War were eminent. Banks actually tried to start it. Got to get it into motion, and it was stopped. 
so that was that was and now it won't be attempted because they don't want it under this this watch. They're going to go back to business as usual and and try to slow things down and slowly take over the planet and get everybody in, under the or or you know Orwellian uh, uh, control, Marxist control. You just have to pay attention to what's going on. The good thing is that they didn't get to take our guns yet. And most of the people that are Americans are starting to wise up and not like their rights and freedoms to be taken away from them. Because they, ask yourself this. I don't care who you are. I don't care what politics. Set all that aside. Why is it that essential workers, why is it that all non-essential workers are only one class of citizen? The people who are in that middle class who have jobs that are in they're they're employed by rich and elite corporations still have their jobs. Do you understand? Big tech, big corporations who give big dollars to the Democratic Party, their corporations and their people are essential workers. US Mail. FedEx, UPS, Target, Walmart, grocery stores, gas stations, gas stations, oil companies, right? Bars, all the big tech companies, all of Wall Street, Amazon, Google, right? Facebook, hospitals, police department, fire department, those who are in charge essential workers, everyone else, entrepreneurs, small business owners, employees of all of those small businesses, right? Even schools, your children's education, non-essential, closed down. Big box companies make trillions of dollars for the last year on lockdown because we can't go out and do anything, so we're ordering shit from them online, and they're making record numbers of profits. We're not out driving our cars, so we can't be self-sufficient in oil anymore. We have to go back to OPEC because they have to raise the prices of gasoline to augment the fact that none of us are out driving. So they got to open up at some point because they need your asses back in the cars burning up oil. Oh, well, you can go out and do stuff. You just can't go anywhere. You can't go to do anything you like. Movie theaters, malls, bowling alleys, mom and pop stores, small haircut places, pizza parlors, restaurants. Oh, we'll let you do the fast food in the fast food place. You can go through the drive-thru. Everybody else can come and pick it up curbside. But we can't have your asses going to church or school or, or watching a football game or a baseball game or any sporting event for that matter. No way. That's not essential. But you can go to Walmart and walk around with 30,000 people inside that store, and it's all right. As long as you're buying something, you can go to Target, you can go to Home Depot. They're all open. Any place that makes money off of you, you can go to. Any corporation who gives a lot of money to the Democratic Party is open. And the little mom and pop guys who don't donate $100 million to the Democratic Party every fucking other month, stay the fucking home. Churches are nonprofit, non political, so they don't donate money to the big tech. Or to a politician. Stay the fuck at home. Shut up, priest. Sit down. You have to pay attention 
not what they're telling you to pay attention to, but what they're trying to keep your attention from. There was a world global pandemic going on. It was announced to the world the same day that they announced they were going to impeach the president of the United States. No one listened until it reached the United States. And even then, December was when China went to the World Health Organization and said COVID-19. No one here heard about it until January, and then no one believed it was real. And they try to tell you now that it didn't really start until March, but it started in January. In fact, the CDC did a has a uh, you can go there and look this up. They had a weird thing happen back in October, November of 2019 when they had more than 17,000 cases a month reported of some flu illness that they had never seen before that was resistant to all of our vaccines, which would suggest that it was a new flu strand, but they didn't know that there was any out there until January. But by then they were on the defense and they weren't going backwards to look at the cases from. November, October, November, and December because they had their hands full with the ones that were happening now. But later on, come forward in time, until January of this year, in December of this year, they said, you know, we think that we had this happen to us long before we were aware of it. They announced that to the world. The CDC did. But they didn't make a big deal of it on television. They did, but they didn't run with it. The news agencies didn't run with it to go, well, wait a minute then. That means things happened earlier. Cuomo wouldn't be on the hook right now if, in fact, the world knew that we had coronavirus hit here last year in October, in October of 2019, not 2020, so 2019. He wouldn't be in as big a trouble as he's in now because the numbers would, would obviously be that high, right? So, it wouldn't, But the fact is he's in trouble because he tried to cover it up because he was afraid Donald Trump was going to make fun of him and use it against him. So for political reasons, they lied. That needs to be dealt with. Okay? They do that on, all the time on both sides. You have Donald Trump that was holding for ransom, the people at the border, and putting them in cages, and everybody was going down and making a big deal over it until it wasn't anything they cared about anymore. Didn't go away. They just couldn't use it anymore against Donald Trump, so the Democrats stopped talking about it. What did all the people stop showing up at the border? Was there no one in these camps anymore? The, 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 wait a minute. So that would say that it worked. It worked. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. <laughs> we can't do that. That's a victory for that guy, Trump. So they don't talk about it anymore. Why? Because it worked? Or because they couldn't use the kids at the border politically anymore because they already played that card? Donald Trump didn't talk about it either. Hmm. That's weird. Until Joe Biden is in charge. And then you have people talking about, uh oh, people are coming to the border because Joe Biden said, <clears throat> you know, you guys come across now, we'll let you in, catch and release. So now they got caravans coming up here. Were those caravans paid for by Republicans? Did the Republicans go down there and inform everybody and get them on trucks? Someone's paying for it. Is it the same people, George Soros and Mike Bloomberg, that were paying for it before? Or is it different people? You might want to look into that. Find out who's doing the who's doing the talking and the money paying now to get the caravans going. I bet you're going to find it's the other side trying to make Joe Biden look bad at the border. So they're utilizing these people for political pawns, and I don't know that for a fact. Talking about the Republicans, but if you Democrats are out there and you want to have some fun, 
You might want to look into who's paying those people, just like the Democrats did to you. I saw the film footage where they went down there and they found the people that had the color-coded things around their wrists and other people handing people money. They're doing it again. Those people aren't marching up here 10,000 freaking miles. It's not that long, but they're doing like a thousand-mile walk. They're not doing that. Who's feeding them? Who's clothing them? Who's housing them? Who's bathing them? Who's paying for all that? Someone is. People might want to look into that because I'll bet you're going to find that it's the same people. Because those people aren't just helping one side, they're helping both. Why? Because they want the world to burn. Their agenda is there's too many of us. We need civil unrest. We need civil war. We need people killing people. Why? When you're doing that and you're screaming Black Lives Matter and you're burning things down and the other people are screaming, that's stupid, you know, but or you, know, you don't do that. You're not paying attention to what they're fucking doing to you over here. That's fun, guys. Slide a hand. Look over here. Look over here. Look over. What's Trump doing? What's Trump doing? Because they're doing something. Trump's going, what are they doing? What are they doing? Because he's up to something. Over here. That's what they do best. The news only shows you what they want you to see on any channel. You do have people that are moderate down the middle that are still speaking and still trying to show the truth, but the majority don't want to get fired, so they do their job. So like right now, literally, Fox is the only people who are trying to say what's really happening. If you don't, if you think that they're all Republican hacks, then you've bought into the to the mind games, you bought into the Jedi mind trick, and you're the the evil people that are in charge over here on the other channels are going, don't listen to them. These are not the droids you're looking for. They're evil. Those people are evil. The best trick the devil ever proved, pulled, was getting you to think that he didn't exist by, say, by saying that he wasn't evil. I'm not evil. It's those people that are evil. Now my mom's knocking, so I'm going to have to go now because she's confused, doesn't know what she wants to do, and what's going on. So you guys have a good night. Namaste. All right. I'll be back on probably this week to do some more news, and then definitely on Friday for the loved one. All right. So you guys have a great night. Thanks for being here. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out.